0: pick them. We got an amazing chat today with none other than Carly Waters. That's right, USA capped eagle. Carly Waters, who just signed with Saracens and is scheduled to potentially get her first cap tomorrow. Awesome chat with Carly. Spent a lot of time with her this summer in and out of the Barbo Sevens. She's just an amazing person to be around. Great energy, great feel, great chat on the pitch. Enjoy. them. We have a very, very special guest with some very, very special news. I'm happy to introduce Carly Waters. Hi, Biche. How are you? <laughs>
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm amazing, and I'm beaming ear to ear with your good news of your recent signing with Saris, and I'm just elated at the opportunity. Would you like to tell our audience a little bit about how the past couple weeks went down and how you're going to find yourself on a plane soon?
1: Um, Yeah, so my coach for Team USA, Rob Kane, has worked really hard with a lot of the premiership coaches on his relationships and giving us the opportunity to go over there. So I have a few other teammates also heading over there, which is great for our program and growing our team and like our knowledge around the sport. Um, But he is the former head coach for the Saracens. And he heard they needed a nine, and he put my name in the hat, and the rest is history, I guess.
0: Absolutely love it. So fired up just because you're getting paid to play rugby. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, it's crazy to think that you'd represent your country in an amateur status, but no more. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's all real now. (laughs) And you're, like, packing your bag and getting a visa approved and things are happening. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, things are moving really quickly. Okay,
0: nice. Now, do you know what your setup's going to be like over there?
1: Um, I'm staying in the team house. I'll be in St. Albans. It's like a seven-bedroom house. And Saracens actually have a women's netball team as well. So in the house, it's going to be four women's rugby players and three netball players. So that'll be pretty cool because I do think it's really important to have friends outside of oh, rugby yeah. so
0: seven people i mean you got to find the prankster early <laughs> yeah and befriend her yeah. and just make sure that yeah, yeah you're on her good side yeah because like, seven in a house you know you're gonna have some pranks yes yeah, yeah. yeah. that's amazing and we can kind of dive into a little bit of the professionalism of the women's game for the average listener that doesn't know the women's premiership in england when professional In the 2017-18 season, is that correct?
1: Yeah, I I believe that was the first time they started formally paying players because previously it was... Even some teams now, I think they're not necessarily getting a stipend, but they are being provided housing, medical, visa expenses, say, if they are not local to the country. But now, pretty much across the board, people are receiving
0: got it. So Payment. they they built out a structure probably throughout the 2000s. Yeah. And for the first time ever, you're getting game checks. Yeah. And I found it really interesting that uh, New Zealand followed that model with launching women's teams under the brand of their men's teams yes. and their professional clubs. So, okay. you know, you're going to run out as Sarries, there's an Exeter Chiefs women's team. So these owners are saying there's upside to building our brand via supporting that women's rugby network. Yeah. Do you see any other countries coming online soon? I mean, where do we stand in the USA?
1: Um, There are a few talks with, because the Women's Premier League is the top league for women in the country, and so there are a few talks of can we get tied in with the MLR? What is the deal with that? But the biggest two barriers are that there's not an MLR team where every WPL team is. Right now there's there's 10 WPL teams and there's 6 that don't have a local MLR team. Gotcha. <clears throat> and
0: for those that don't know, the WPL is the highest level of women's club
1: yeah, right? it's, a, it's an equivalent of the MLR, but we're not
0: paid. Got it. So the Eagle Rob Kane would scout the best players who play within the WPL. and yes. Obviously, at this point now, the best player, the best Americans playing abroad. Yes. Which we you now are, yep. which is awesome. Yeah. And we're celebrating. Yeah.
1: It's kind of a stipulation um, for us to be scouted, or at least when I in 2018 when I entered the WPL or like started pursuing rugby at the national level, was that we needed to be playing the WPL because it's expected that that is the top competition and. It is the sacrifice of traveling across the country for these games and two flights in a day and a game, whatever it is.
0: Um, As somebody who has tried to budget just a two-month seven season, yeah, yeah. I know how hard it is, and I know the struggle geographically, and probably the traditional struggle within the women's game is kind of bare-bones funding, patching everything together, player-led, well, the
1: WPL is actually the longest running female entity in the country, I guess, and that's like the other barrier of us joining the MLR is that we are self sufficient and we have been self running for years now.
0: Longer than Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving. <laughs> I don't know rugby entity. I don't know rugby entity. Okay, got it.
1: And um, so they've been around a while. Yeah, there's a <laughs> probably before I was born, probably <laughs> honestly. Um There's a fear that if we do join, like. The MLR entities like what happens to us what happens if something goes wrong there do we fold like we're we we do not want to put our necks on the line that's yeah. not necessarily self-sufficient yet. okay
0: well you know what I see it as a total positive because part of the rugby experience is traveling abroad <laughs> and if there's a pipeline to Europe to England, then so be it. I mean, it's an easy transition. You don't have to learn a new language. You got to deal with the weather and the food. But I think it's going to make our Women's Eagles team so much sharper for the delayed World Cup. Tell us a bit about what this year's been like, given that just like the Olympians, you were expecting your pinnacle competition to be in one year, and now it's delayed a whole nother year. What's it like putting your life... Social life, career life on ice.
1: Um, it was really hard. So the World Cup was supposed to be September 2021. I'm supposed to be in New Zealand right now. It was delayed 18 months. so it was even pushed back another month into 2022. And at first, like the day the news dropped, I was really fearful because a lot of my teammates are like right on the border of that next chapter of their life. And especially with Rob King coming in, it has been wonderful. in the fact of like we're having more test matches, we've had more hours together than we've had in the last five years our bond as a team has been able to grow due to that. But it is a factor of like most of us do work full time and now it's harder to juggle that with our careers because before it was, hi, I need a month off total, say, for two camps and a tour. And now it's, I I need two and a half, three months off.
0: For a delayed World Cup. Yeah.
1: yeah. And we had our schedule planned out. It was, we were going to be in residency in Glendale. We were going to head to the World Cup early. And we were still actually able to have 21 weeks of team training from September through July. And that was great. And still building block that I was glad we were able to have because it's going to be so important going into next year when we will get to have tours and as well as our fall tour, which is coming up.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm all in on next year's New Zealand World Cup, fired up for that, given that They were the second country to launch their professional league. Yeah. um, And they did it also at their NPC level, the National Provincial Championship. So the old minor 10 cup, as you would say, where, you know, the Auckland Blues women team is going to be a feeder system from Northland, Waikato, all those different areas. So there's a lot of rugby and obviously women's rugby being played in New Zealand. So I think you're going to be met by great hosts. Yeah. Are you? What are you fired up to do, like, culturally down there?
1: Um, just play I'm, some
0: footy, mate. Yeah,
1: definitely play around. Well, I think that just the environment and the support around the women's game there is a lot more prevalent, probably. So I think the fans and the energy just coming from that is going to be pretty electric. And because, to the girls that get to see it at a younger age and are just, like, so immersed in it that it's going to be... Really awesome! Like, we're literally seeing and impacting the next generation in front of us. I so. love it.
0: I said this the other night. There's going to be a ginger girl crying her eyes out <laughs> who wants to be Carly Waters so badly. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Ginger Kiwi.
1: Yeah, my, my parents will put their hand on their parents' <laughs> shoulder and say, good luck. They have an extra battery.
0: <laughs> so, so, what have you been doing this summer? You've been kicking it here in Denver. How did we end up meeting?
1: Um, we ended up meeting because I was playing touch in... What would I call it, January, February, March, the, the beginning of the year, with the Barbos in Wash Park. And then they had a 15s practice. So I went to that and I had a lot of fun. And I asked the coach if I could continue coming out. And he said, Well, I don't really get to say next season, next week's seven season. So go figure it out there. And I got there, and you and Steve were so gracious to let me stay. And so I've been kind of a player coach, I guess, mostly training. And then when I was in my bubbles, I was. Hanging
0: around. Coaching and organizing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We both tried to step into like hybrid roles of whatever the Barbo Sevens needed this summer. Yeah. And it's been cool to just kind of like ping yeah. ideas off each other and set up cones and pick them up and just like scramble to make sure that the two hours is like worthwhile. Yeah. Um, it has been a crazy summer. What What do you What do you like in Sevens? I know 15 is your original code, but what do you like about Sevens and what can you stand about Sevens? Um,
1: I like that it's fast and I can't stand that it. it's so much running.
0: Okay, there you go. Simple no, answer. But
1: I say that, but I'm running the most on a 15s field, right? so yeah. what does, it, what does but, it matter?
0: But scrummies do that lateral, like, conserve yes. yourself type run of run. smarter,
1: not harder. It, yeah, yes. in sevens, Very when much. you
0: break the line, there's no time to conserve. Everybody's it. like, no, yeah. why didn't you score? Yeah. 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 No. It asks a lot of the player, both spiritually and physically. Yeah. 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 Um, But back to your 15s career. What was your first cap against the Black Ferns like? That must have been unbelievable.
1: Um, It was – well, so to like open that, I went to – was invited to the tryout. Was not fit. Like I just consistently in college
0: because – Didn't play enough sevens.
1: Well, in in, (laughs) college. in college we're just going the whole year non-stop so every time i'd get to summer i'd be like this is my summer i'm gonna do nothing like i need to turn off and then it would bite me in the ass every preseason. of course whatever get it back
0: because it was all about you that summer yeah yeah
1: and so i went to collegiate all american camp and was like okay cool i'm gonna be a paddleboard instructor take the summer off took the summer off got the invite to camp in chula vista went there got absolutely killed all of us did like it was just a physical test roundabout like we were scrimmaging and then ran a bronco like endless and then rob went on his nationwide tour met up with him in new york i was playing for new york at the time and um got invited on that tour and we were going directly from nationals to chicago and just like I felt mentally, physically, emotionally exhausted from the season. Like the season took a lot from me. I was driving from Philadelphia three days a week. That was up at five AM to bed at midnight at the earliest. Like it was definitely testing me and made me really grateful for my college experience where
0: And you had to drive to New Jersey. I mean, is there a bigger yes. sacrifice that anybody can make than hitting the turnpike every Correct. now and then? Yeah. yeah. No, I feel um, your pain. But um, you got called.
1: I got called up. First few days, first week of training was really rough. I was definitely last in like every conditioning. And then we had selections night and it's Rob Kane and Kate Daly in the room who was my coach in college. And he goes, "Um, Curly, I'm like really honored to tell you, like you're going to be starting tomorrow. And I just looked at him and I said, are you sure?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And we named you for your confidence. Yep. Uh,
1: (laughs) Yep. yep.
0: That's Um, amazing. I mean, you were probably in shock.
1: I was definitely in shock. First cap, best team in the world in Soldier, Soldier Field. Field. Jakes. Um, like, big honor, a lot to do. Kind of an aspect of, like, proving yourself right. Yeah. Um, but, like, running into that tunnel, out of the tunnel, was unbelievable. And, like, even sometimes in games I have a hard time, like, staying in the present and, like, valuing the small momentum shifts um, but in that game, I definitely was just, like, so happy to be there the whole time. And Very taking impressive. this experience. Yeah, it didn't matter if you were getting beat 62-0. to zero. Like, I was there with some of my best friends. I'd earned this. They'd earned it. And I've seen – we've seen each other grow into this role. And it was really something special. My family was there. It was and home the, turf. It was great. When they
0: did those – the rugby weekends, they would usually be late October, early November, which oh, yeah. for Chicago is like see your breath type of weather, oh, it was which project. I love to play rugby. Yeah. In. I don't know about you, but I'd always rather play on the cold side. Yeah, I think it just plays to a, a, like a, if you're physical, you'll do better in the mm-hmm. cold. Like I think about the rugby weekend and what made made it work well. What is the USA Rugby doing now? It seems like they're stadium chasing with these tests. Now, granted, two tests for the men's, at least, will be here in Glendale. I don't know One what the— One test
1: for the men will be in Glendale September 11th. Got it.
0: It's a home, it's a home away with Canada, yeah. and then They'll they have a potential home game against, like, Uruguay. But then they got a game against Ireland in Vegas yep. in a stadium that's way too big mm-hmm. that they're not going to sell out in. And then they got the All Blacks in another massive D-D. stadium. Yeah, Redskins Stadium is like the highest occupancy of the NFL. They don't even sell it out. So what are we doing here? Um why are we chasing <clears throat> Soldier Field is the smallest NFL stadium like and we sold out at 62,000. Why don't we repeat that process? What happened to Chicago? Did AIG just not show up as a sponsor? Like what are we doing with this scattered tour all around? I don't get it. Maybe it's just the union coming back after COVID and not really knowing what to do and trying to do cash grabs. But
1: yeah, the but rugby
0: weekend worked, man. I know, and
1: it makes me. I know it makes me and a lot of my teammates sad because in our fall tour we are going to Ireland to play Ireland. Yeah. So like a lot of us are kind of standing here like, well, why aren't we having a doubleheader in Vegas? Yeah, like, right? let's support both these teams because now it's.
0: Um, it's just you traveling there. It's just an correct. expense. Correct. We're just traveling there, there and the as
1: well as our first international game back is going to be the same day as theirs. Yeah. So that's right. How do we not time that up? Pretty disappointing, honestly. Because do we have the bandwidth to cover both these? Like, are we going to get the support we need as a program, as players? Are we going to get this the audience we deserve.
0: Yeah. I think the the best, most electric thing would be to. Have a Friday night game in whatever stadium you think. It could be like an MLR team plays someone else, just something flashy Friday night. And then Saturday, you get the party going early. The women kick at 3.30. The men kick at 6.30. And just just blast it all into one big night. It's not rocket science, but...
1: Well, we did it once, and it worked great. It was fun. It was a great time.
0: Yeah, and you got your first cap, and, you know... I know caps are, like, tough to count because it's not fair with COVID, you know, that people got put on ice for years. But, like, are you the type of player that wants to hang around and collect caps and just represent for the Eagles as much as possible? Like, where where do you see your future going?
1: Um, You obviously
0: just signed to play professionally. So, I I imagine you're leaning into going to the World Cup.
1: Yeah, I think I'm leaning into it. Um, I definitely want, like, every opportunity to represent my country. I think... granted this was years ago I don't know what he thinks now but I was originally told like okay you have two world cups in you so like bear down and start grinding and I'm just excited because I think playing having the opportunity to go to the premiership helps me focus those efforts more and just like being immersed around five or six of my teammates are England starters like that's unreal
0: yeah you're gonna be like Injected into the most professional rugby yeah. environment out there. And yep. for those that don't know, guess who won the title the first two or three three years?
1: The first when well, the first two or three years they went professional. But historically, I
0: think it was Seres. Yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So she's gone into a high standard. One last thing: How can USA Rugby promote the women's game more effectively? Yeah, let's say you're CEO for a day.
1: Um, I think breaking down the budget because the one thing the women's is the only team that doesn't have this women's 15s doesn't have like any private subsidiaries outside of usa rugby so like where we struggle is okay the men are going to have these two test matches this year and they are being paid to play these games by the stadiums or by whoever the developer of these matches is and they're going to get that extra money on top of their budget
0: Yeah. So you're saying you don't have like an LLC arm to go out and make deals.
1: Correct. I did. Two of my teammates did work really hard over the last year and a half and they created the XB Foundation. and That's been really successful thus far. Hand up. I donated. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, That's been really successful and we have seen, I've seen money directly from it when we were in our DTEs um, and upped our pay both times, which is really great and valuable.
0: What excites you about playing in England? Are you excited to travel the countryside?
1: I am excited to travel the countryside. Um, funny enough, I will be living in St. Albans and I actually got to play there in high school.
0: Oh, so you already been there.
1: I've been there. So it's <laughs> crazy, but I haven't seen all of England, right? I've mostly seen London. Um, but I'm excited for a fresh start. Because like I know I am can be like a tough personality and so I'm excited to go somewhere where... Blank slate yeah no one knows me i can kind of create my destiny like i can decide what my role within the team is going to be granted i'm a scrum half so i'm gonna have a lot to say in regards to what's going on on the field but i going to be vocal yeah my hopes are that i can separate like business and personal carly because that's something i struggle with (laughs) here
0: good luck in the house of seven players and netball players and the prankster Yeah, yeah it's gonna be good yeah what makes a good mental makeup of a scrum half?
1: Oh, short-term memory.
0: On to the next.
1: Yeah, short-term memory. Um, kind of next job. And like I said, the thing that I really focused on this summer that did help me in our last two games was valuing the small wins because I find when I do that and acknowledge those and I'm in the moment, I maintain a very present, and we talk about bluehead and redhead a lot, so I stay in a bluehead state. And my teammates, one of them told me, she said, "It's so much easier for me to talk to you when you're yeah on that level. you're not
0: on ten. Right, because really.
1: one of her triggers is yeah. when the people around her are anxious. So it's like if I'm anxious, worrying about yeah. six, seven, eight instead of remaining in seven or five and valuing what just happened.
0: And you see it all over the modern game, right? The scrum half is animated. They got their hands going everywhere. I love the get around the ruck motion. Yeah. Yeah. give me a pod. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: And you're right. The nine's usually like the one grabbing the ball out of somebody's hands, being a little irritating. You know, kind of the teammate you love to have, but hate to play. Yeah. That's your typical scrummy. Yeah. So a nuisance, but level-headed nuisance. Yes. That's good. Yes. (laughs) Nice. All right. Um... There's a question I kind of ask everybody who I interview and you can take it whichever direction you want, but it's called top three. Mm-hmm. You gotta win one game and you can pick anyone you've shared the jersey with in their prime, injury free, to help you win that game. And I know you're gonna disappoint some people, so it's okay.
1: <laughs> um, okay Given so I- that you're
0: playing too, so like you're the nine and now you're building three people around you.
1: Yeah, I think I play New Zealand. And I would have Kate Daly as my eight. She, I've never gone to take the field with her, but Penn State alum, women's 15s captain, current coach of us. Um, Bui Baravala, she went to the Olympics, went to a 2014 World Cup. Great teammate, just, I love her creativity and the way she sees the field. And because she's played sevens, when she takes the 15s field and injects that creativity, it's just like, Butter on warm bread. Yeah. Like I love playing alongside her, and just like her mentality when she plays is so calming and inspiring. And then my last is Mia Bitzer, who I had I did get to play with her at Penn State as well as in women's 15s. And
0: is she the one who went viral when she got her jersey bloody?
1: Yeah. Oh uh, no, no, no. That's Georgia. She played at Linwood. I don't know her name, okay. but Mia okay. went famous for a big hit against Westchester. They started calling her the
0: Human Sledgehammer. Got which, it. Okay. Uh,
1: can, yeah. can attest to. You. I'm
0: lumping all the viral moments yeah. together but yeah. yeah. No it's great. I and mean, I think anybody who goes to a women's game and who's like oh you know the game's not as fast or you know it's not as sharp. I'm like you're not comparing apples to apples. Like let's watch this game for what it is because when I watch the women play I do see better team talk. I do yeah. sometimes see like creativity that I you know I would have never seen on a men's game given that, like, one athlete is, like, head and shoulders better than everybody else and just carving. Like, I do – I personally just love a shootout, right? And I I love when tries are being scored and people are just going full field. and That's typically what I see when I watch, you know, you guys train, like, and compete. So I'm fired up for the Eagles. This whole fall, no matter how many games you get in with – now, remind me, are you going to be back for the – October window as they say
1: um the roster is not out
0: yet yeah okay, so I'll delete all this I'm looking forward to watching you suit up for series as many times as you can yep. and I think whether you're cracking the roster right out the gate or not it doesn't matter because it is about learning and refining your yeah. shit
1: yeah 22 uh, games in a full time training environment yeah. you can't ask for much more
0: oh, I love it alright that's it Carly Waters you got questions Too bad. (laughs) Thanks, Viché. (laughs) Take him! I'm happy to introduce... Carly Waters.
1: Hi B J. And he heard they needed a nine and he put my name in the hat and the rest is history, I guess.
0: Absolutely love it. These owners are saying there's upside to building our brand via supporting that movement's rugby network. What's it like putting your life, social life, career life on ice?
1: Most of us do work full time and now it's harder to juggle that with our careers
0: there's gonna be a ginger girl crying her eyes out (laughs) who wants to be carly water so badly i can't wait ginger kiwi set up cones and pick them up and just like scramble to make sure that the two hours is like worthwhile
1: yeah i felt mentally physically emotionally. The season took a lot for me. I was driving from Philadelphia three days a week. I was up at 5 a.m. to bed at midnight at the earliest. Like,
0: But you got called.
1: I got called up. I was definitely shock. First cap. Best team in the world. In Soldier Field.
0: Jinx. Yeah. The rugby weekend worked. It was series. Yeah. Spoilers. So she's gone into a high standard. Excited to travel the countryside.
1: But I'm excited for a fresh start. Yeah, my hopes are that I can separate like business and personal Carly because.
0: Know your role.